0: You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers Goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Friday, February 9th. I am here live from Las Vegas getting ready for the Super Bowl. And so joining me today for this final preview of the season is Lori Fitzpatrick. Lori, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited for the game. Let's I go. got my
0: bets in. I got the, you know, the turkey in the oven. I'm ready for the food. <laughs> I'm ready for for it all.
1: The turkey in the oven. Um, okay, o- on that note, like what's your favorite <laughs> uh Super Bowl food or snack?
0: Dude, I love me some buffalo chicken dip.
1: So, Okay. I
0: don't know. I don't know, man. It's just like, like and I I make some pretty good, you know, buffalo chicken dip too. So make it right in the air fryer. Whew.
1: It's delicious. Okay. I, I respect that. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a like pizza gal. I like nachos oh, okay. too. A a seven layer dip. You know, that's that's always oh, classic. Seven yeah, that's layers. Class. Yeah. I mean, you that's need intense. to try that if you you didn't no try I, it if you haven't. Yet.
0: <laughs> is that just the name? It really has seven layers? That's crazy.
1: Um yeah it has seven layers um mm. <laughs> uh but shout out everyone who's joining us in the live chat right now technic she says love the shirt you know i i had to wear the shirt because i'm like i gotta manifest this we gotta manifest it so i'm wearing this shirt for the good vibes the good juju um appreciate you guys jason says ask the questions with bose's voice that made that would be a really long episode, I think. So yeah, I'm, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that today. Um, but, Jason, thank you for joining. Um, as always, I mean, we're going to start this show off talking about some of the um, injuries. Uh, if I get my slides pulled up here, um, bear with me.
0: I'm sure the internet isn't as good in a hotel room as it is at your house. Is it a little
1: fuzzy? I
0: mean, no. I mean... Okay. Well, at your house, it's super clear and crisp. It's just not as crisp, but um, so far the, the connection seems good, though. So that's
1: what. Matters. Okay. Because I actually do have a lot of issues with my internet back home. <laughs> so, uh, to me, the running well, joke I mean, is besides that, that one the day hotels kind of. Yeah. No, I've had so many issues, Lori. Like you have no idea. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully I stay here, and if I'm a little fuzzy. All good. Just uh, part of, you know, being in a hotel uh, part. Of it. <laughs> so here, let's figure this out. Um, I have, there we go. All right. So the injuries for this game, I mean, it's a pretty short list here, but there are two big injuries for the chiefs that I'm, I feel like not a lot of people are considering enough on offense, their left guard, their starting left guard, Joe Thune, is out for this game, which means it's going to be Nick Allegretti that will be starting in his place. Per PFF, he did allow four pressures, three hurries, and a sack in 52 pass-blocking pass, bo- pass blocking snaps against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. And he's going to be lining up against uh, Jamon Hargrave for the most part, and Hargrave hasn't recorded a sack since week 16 against the Ravens, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm liking this matchup for the 49ers a bit.
0: Yeah, dude. And, and we cannot overlook Joe Tooney. We cannot overlook that. Um, I think that's, I think that's big. Um, and I mean, maybe McKinnon being questionable isn't as big, but, um, but yeah, um, I think that uh, that this is going to be a chance for Nick Bosa, for sure. Kinda.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Bosa there, and Hargrave. But if they want to work in some stunts and have like Nick Bosa um, rush from the inside, they, they can do that as well. So I think they're, they're going to have some options for them available in this game. Now, the other big injury on the Chiefs' side that I want to talk about, and it's not listed here because he's, he's placed on IR – uh, former Niner and now Chiefs pass rusher Charles O'Menehue, he was placed on injured reserve two days ago after suffering a torn ACL early in the AFC championship game. And this is big because if you look at you know the splits for this defense and their pressure and sack rates, When Charles O'Manahue was with them versus not. Remember, he spent, I think, the first six weeks of the season suspended. So that's why they were without him. Um, And as you can see here, the Chiefs had the sixth best pressure rate and the third highest sack percentage when they had Charles O'Manahue versus when he wasn't there. They had the 15th pressure rate and 16th uh, sack percentage. Uh, in the NFL in that span. So to me, this, this is huge. And that's why I'm like, people aren't really mentioning this enough. And I think it's because they were still able to get past the Ravens without Charles O'Manahue, which is okay. Yeah, that's impressive. But I think uh, going up against this 49ers team, not having him, I think is going to be huge.
0: Yeah, no. um, You know, in his last game, he had it 88, um, uh greed in the pass rush so yeah so honestly he he's he's definitely making an impact he had a sack so you know he it's definitely something you can't overlook and i think that you know it's i think it's kind of funny that he's not on the injury report and i don't think that is something that normally goes on the injury report if somebody's going to be out for a long period of time but at the same time it's kind of like it messes with you because you can't forget about it and it is a big deal
1: Yeah, and I think just because he's on IR, like they don't have to have him on the injury report. But yeah, I think that's pretty big. And for the 49ers, the only uh, player that's on their injury report is Kalia Davis. And the reason that he's on IR currently, they haven't activated him yet. He's still in that 21-day window, so um, we'll see if he he gets brought up uh, before the game. But I mean this is this is big for the 49ers um, on the injury front. Uh, but let's get into the favorable matchups. Man, this is weird because I've actually started all of these preview episodes talking about the cautious matchups first and for some reason like I wrote it down like the favorable ones first and then the cautious ones, so I hope I this that. isn't some I hope this isn't some like <laughs> like I didn't mess something up in the simulation by me doing this. So I'm just going to roll with it. And we're going to go with the favorable ones first. Uh, So let's take a look at the 49ers defensive line against the Chiefs offensive line. And I want to start with uh, Nick Bosa. All right. To me, this is a favorable matchup. You mentioned him, Lori. Um, And the reason that I like this matchup I mean, one of the things he said when he was asked about the Chiefs tackles is they hold a lot. And that was one of the controversial no calls in the 2019 Super Bowl. And I think I don't know if he really meant to say it as a way to have the refs be aware of it going into this game uh, or have it be something that they just can't ignore because Nick Bosa Publicly said they hold a lot, so now you know they kind of have to acknowledge it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he wasn't lying at all. Since 2019, including the playoffs, Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith rank number one and number three in holding penalties, respectively. And since 2020, including the playoffs, Jawan Taylor leads the NFL in pre-snap penalties. So. You know, if the refs kind of heard what Nick Bosa said and they feel inclined to to maybe, uh, you know, put the laundry out on the field a little bit more, that can help Nick Bosa, I think, in this case.
0: No, and I think so, too. But it is something that I noticed as when he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jawan Taylor, he was there, you know, he was their starting tackle. So he does jump, um, you know, pretty early. Uh, when, you know, right before the ball is snapped because he's trying to get ahead because he's a little bit slower, you know, in, in my opinion, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, to blocking for uh, for his quarterback. And, you know, he can let up some, some huge sacks and he has in the past. Um, so I just think, yeah, maybe it's something where, uh, you know, Nick may have said that just so the refs are cautious about it um but i agree with it and i think it's spot on so maybe it's a little bit of a head game but at the same time like he's not lying so um you know that that's i'm glad i'm just glad that he said it he's got to be like somebody said it um because it's the truth so they're gonna be watching him extra hard and and he's definitely gonna get some holding penalty or not some uh some false starts i know yeah because he does it he does it every single time (laughs) like it's kind of crazy And there were a lot of people, like, a lot of Jacksonville fans that were just, like, he's literally the worst tackle. Like, people wanted to get rid of him uh, for a while. So, I was, like, really surprised when, when the Chiefs got him. And now it's, like, their starting tackle when, like, he blew so many, like, he let up so many sacks. Like, it was just ones where it's just, like, how do you let that guy get by you? It just seemed like he was, like, super slow when it came to, like, hand movements and... And you know, getting off the line. So,
1: yeah, and he has a forty-eight point six grade on PFF. Um, but you know, like we For said, the pass he, rush? I mean, no, I think like just as a overall, or, yeah, overall uh, offensive grade on PFF. Um, and you know, Nick Bosa is in the nineties, so definitely a mismatch there in my book. And again, like we said earlier, I think Nick Bosa is going to be huge. In this game and other factors as well, because they could get creative, run some stunts, have him maybe even line up in the interior. They've done that before in the season where they had Bosa and Young rush from the interior. They haven't done that in a while, I think, but maybe Mm -hmm. we see it again in this game to just get a uh, matchup with Allegretti or something like that. So. Yeah, just something to keep an eye on. I like Nick Bosa in this game, and he had two sacks in the NFC Championship game, so look out for that. And, you know, we're going to get on um, Mahomes a little bit more, but the reason that I think Nick Bosa and the 49ers defensive line needs to be big in this game is because Mahomes this season has actually, like his numbers have taken a dip when he's been under pressure. In the playoffs, Mahomes has completed just, 45.2% of his passes, um, 6.9 yards per attempt, no touchdowns when pressured compared to um, 77.8 completion percentage, seven yards per attempt, four touchdowns when he isn't pressured. So that's just, uh, you know, the importance of getting uh, pressure on Mahomes. And when Baltimore got pressure on him, he was 5 of 11 for 64 yards and i don't think he had any uh touchdowns uh went under pressure so you know again just speaks to the importance of it
0: that's interesting because i think it was like two years ago where it was the complete opposite it was basically exactly. like an unwritten rule like don't pressure or don't yeah. blitz um you know or pressure mahomes because it's just like he's gonna find that open guy
1: Exactly, which what what in but, the past like that made him. You so had defending? You had
0: Tyreek though. Remember
1: that's part of it too. I'm gonna yeah. kind of mention
0: that a little bit when we, you know, when we talk about that Kelsey and Mahomes connection. So,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's definitely big. Um, I also so I know I'm talking about the pressures here, but also blitzing. Um, his numbers do take a dip when he's blitzed this season as well. So kind of like in the, you know what we're talking about here. Interesting that like Steve Oaks doesn't blitz that much, but, you know, just something to keep an eye on. I mean, this is the Super Bowl. Sometimes teams will break some tendencies to get the matchup that they want. And in this case, you know, they might look to be aggressive in certain moments to put that pressure on Mahomes. And, you know, uh, that seems to lead to some incompletions. For him. So something to keep an eye on in this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know how much the drops factor into that. Um, because it just seems like his wide receivers this year that's just true, dropping yeah. a lot more passes.
1: In key but. moments, too, it seems like. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, okay, so my next favorable matchup for the 49ers is CMC and Debo. You have to wanna run the football in this game. Like there's every indication that that's your that's like the biggest key it has to be the biggest key because it's your most favorable matchup in my eyes uh going up against this Chiefs team and one of the things that I think the Chiefs are going to want to do as most teams have tried to do this season is they're going to try to load the box and they're gonna try to force Brock Purdy to um have to win the game right like that was their game plan in 2019 against Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to at least try it and, and try to get Brock Purdy into that same type of uh, game. But Christian McCaffrey is the difference maker this time around because against heavy boxes, he's still averaging 4.8 yards per carry. That is eighth in the league and 54.5% success rate. That's second in the league. Um, And, I mean, even in a light box, of course, his numbers are even better. 7.2 yards per carry. That's second in the NFL. So, man, like, he's kind of like one of those guys on the 49ers that's impossible to defend because however you slice it, he's still going to get his.
0: Yeah, wow. Um, Once again, Steph's back at it again with the amazing shots. But... (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) that was like a damn Daniel type of, uh, (laughs) type of mimic there. But I really have to sit here and look at it because like he's, he really sees the fourth most heavy boxes. I wonder if that's like across the whole league. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty wild. And his success rate is first. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, that's pretty crazy. um, yeah, like I could just sit here and kind of kind of look at that look at those boxes um wow, that's pretty nuts. 7th um EPA against the light box. So hey, I mean what what I what I think about CMC in this game is he's the factor. He's the X factor I think for the 49ers because when I look at the tackling like when I look at that tackling on on PFF for the Chiefs, they're like 15th like 15th or 16th in defensive tackling um, like against the run, which, you know, if they're going to want to, if they're going to play man coverage, which they might do, you know, it gets a Shanahan offense to kind of get Brock Purdy off a spot, you know, then that's going to be deadly. If, if they want to incorporate um, CMC a little bit more, Christian McCaffrey is going to have to be that guy, this game, they're going to have to give it to him more than, you know, they want to, um, especially because you don't want Brock Purdy to make mistakes and make, you know, killer, um, you know, turnovers. So you want to make sure you put it in McCaffrey's hands. But I think mostly because the Chiefs aren't great at tackling. I mean, you know, they're good, but at, at the same time, you just want to put it in your running back's hands, especially if they're going to run a nickel defense. So you can still kind of have a heavy box and and then just, you know, have more DBs out there. Um, but when it comes to 21 personnel, um the chiefs are they allow the 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 second most yards when they're going against that 21 personnel and so i just think you know they should kind of come out heavy the the 49ers if they want to be able to get cmc kind of on a roll early just kind of pound them pound them up the middle you know i mean that's just i think that would be a way to kind of kind of get the get the game going a little bit on the ground maybe they'll run some clock and maybe it won't be super high scoring but You know you you want you want you don't want to start off the game like how you how they have been starting out where the second half they kind of had to 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 catch up and get that win. It's like you don't want to have to do that in the biggest game of the year. You want to kind of get it going and get up early. So I just think you know Christian McCaffrey is going to be that guy that they're going to have to rely on early. Yeah,
1: and. I'm glad you mentioned the 21 personnel thing because, I mean, the 49ers run that. Uh, they ran it the second most of any team behind only the Dolphins, right? And as we know, they have a lot of success with it. Um, I know uh, Mina Kimes also, or, or no, sorry, it was Daniel Worski that brought up that 22 personnel uh, could be something that the 49ers look to do a little bit more in this game because. You know the Chiefs have kind of struggled against that as well. They've allowed uh, 5.2 yards per carry on running back runs, um, on uh, I believe 22 against 22 personnel, and that that ranked 27th in the league. Uh, and they also have allowed 3.94 yards after contact per carry on those runs. That's 31st in the league. And another thing I wanted to point out. Um, Chiefs have allowed 4.6 yards per designed run play on first down that ranks 25th in the league. So, running the ball, I think, in this game is going to be a really smart way for the 49ers to to just not get behind the sticks or anything. Don't get in those third and longs because when you get into those third and longs, that's when this Chiefs defense and, and Spagnuolo can really, you know, sink their teeth into. An offense, right, and and they they can just get really creative uh, with what they do then, and it becomes pretty difficult for offenses to overcome that. So running the football is how you keep the game script favorable, in my eyes. And like I said, I mean, CMC is just different. Debo is just different. So those are the guys that I would want to lean on in this game. And here's the, the what Mina Kynes was talking about. On zone runs specifically, the 49ers are first in yards per carry. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs against zone runs are 31st in yards per carry allowed. So, again, like there's this is a good, good matchup for the 49ers in this one.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I don't. I, I definitely want to get into like I don't want to skip over you know Brock Purdy being favorable because I want to talk about how uh, the Chiefs kind of use Chris Jones and on that defensive line. So I'm gonna
1: let's do it. Let's let you let's it. get into yeah. Let's get into Brock Purdy because to me he's another favorable one. I'm a little so this one's interesting because I am favorable. Like I think Brock Purdy's a favorable player, favorable matchup for this Chiefs defense, but it comes with a caveat because obviously I do respect this Chiefs defense and and what Spags has done. Um, And I do acknowledge it could really complicate Brock Purdy's life. But I will explain why it's favorable for me. Um, For one, if the 49ers are able to have success running the football, it's going to allow the uh, 49ers to then work in some play action, and that should benefit Brock Purdy, too. Um, The Chiefs have allowed uh, 65.9% completion rate, uh, 7.9 yards per attempt, and 4.5% touchdown rate uh, with the use of play action. And they've allowed eight passing touchdowns off of play action as well, um, as opposed to 14 without. Um, Purdy has 12 touchdowns to two interceptions off of play action. In the playoffs alone, he's 8 of 11 for 75 yards. Play action is a quarterback's best friend. So if it can complement the run game, again, this is a favorable game script for the 49ers if they can do both of these things.
0: Yo, that's so crazy you're in Vegas right now because, like, those sirens are just nonstop. Dude,
1: I know. <laughs> it's like, welcome um, to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but no, I think the play action is important. Um, and it's funny because like, uh, I, I just saw an article not long ago on the ringer, how like Kyle Shanahan's kind of getting away from his type of offense and he's just going to have to go back to it, especially when you play against his chiefs defense, where, you know, you, you're going to want those linebackers to be back a little bit further, Um, because it's going to take a little bit longer for those plays to develop. And then what is that going to do? That's going to open up that space between that defensive line and the linebackers, and that's where Debo is going to just thrive because he's going to run straight across the field, right across the middle, and if Purdy feels any pressure, he'll have that time to kind of get rid of it. And with those numbers, man, you're looking at him, 15th completion um, percentage allowed, you know, against play action, 13th, 13th, 21st, like... That's just, yeah. I don't know. You, you just have to go with that old school uh, play action offense um, against this Chiefs team. Cause it's just, you know, it's a layup. You got to do it.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. And like I said, it, it's going to be important for the 49ers to chip away, to just take what the defense gives them um, and, that's part of the reason why I like Brock Purdy in this matchup, because I think he's kind of learned how to do that over time. I think the the game against Baltimore was a perfect example of him not really doing that. And after that, I think he's, he's learned how important that is. Okay. They're taking that away. Well, I have CMC right here in front of me for like five yards. Let me just take that. It's okay. As long as, you get anything positive, like you don't have to always have a, a big play and you're definitely not going to have a big play against this chief's defense. I mean, highest success rate um, or third highest success rate in the league. Um, and what I want to highlight as well is they've allowed the fewest completions of 20 or more yards uh, this season and just 67.3 passer rating on deep passes that ranked yeah. sixth in the NFL. So you're definitely not going to get like a big explosive against them through the air. Uh, so don't yeah. even try it. Right. Yeah, like But I- that
0: fo- that plays right into their hand. I feel like that that's perfect for the 49ers offense. Cause it's not like they're, you know, running a chargers type of offense where you got a guy with a huge arm. It's just, it. I think yeah. it's going to be relied on yards after the catch. You know, and I think somebody mentioned that in the chat. Yak is going to be
1: is going to be that killer.
0: And that's good that, you know, you're showing these stats because I don't think that's going to be the way that they're going to win this game.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, the 49ers have to be comfortable with the check down game. They have to be comfortable with just taking a few yards at a time. um, If that's what it comes down to, you have to be very patient and not panic just because you're playing against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid on the other side, right? Like, they have to stick with what I think and, and what I think, you know, we all think, so all this data shows that it would work if they just stick to what they do best and they check it down, check it down, get down in the field, even if it's slow, even if it's not sexy, throw you know? Throw in routes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they got... you know whatever whatever works man pick apart, I, pick I, apart I, that I really defense
0: once that linebacker yeah. kind of takes that step back to kind of cut off the in route um because those those corners are going to get beat by whoever if they're playing man they're going to get beat and those linebackers are going to have to kind of step up step up and get into that throwing window and if that's the case that's where that checkdown is going to open up right away right in between that space so
1: yeah so you know Brock Purdy, I think, has to take those opportunities uh, when he sees them and get rid of the ball, you know, quickly in, in this one. Uh, dude, I wanted to highlight just how good the Chiefs' defense has been against star receivers. And credit to Ladarius Sneed, who has, you know, shadowed some guys throughout the season. Tyreek Hill uh, had 62 yards in both of the games in which they played against Tyreek Hill this season. Devonte Adams had 73 yards. That's the most they've allowed this season. And the second time that they played, he only had 40 yards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they've they've been pretty locked down on receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown had 71 yards. Like, there's a, a list of guys, and for the audio listeners, I'll, I'll just list them, but they're all... Under 100 yards. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, 24 yards, 21 yards in two games that they've played against this Chiefs defense. So, again, it just speaks to how good they are on the back end. Their corners are awesome. I know last, uh, in the AFC championship game, flowers had 115 yards against this chief's defense, mm-hmm. but that was only the third time they'd allowed an a hundred yard receiver this year. So I'm not really expecting this to be, like I said, uh, a big, like explosive, um, game like- for the 49ers. I'm not expecting a big play. I'm not expecting mm-hmm. a big, like IUK game, for example, yeah.
0: that's what but that's say, okay.
1: Yeah. That's okay. You know, yeah. um, Chip away, get the easy checkdowns, take what the defense gives you. They're going to have to do that. um, To also, like, that's just a great way to keep the the Chiefs from doing what they do best, which is blitzing. Getting like, if you're in those third and long situations, they are going to blitz you. They're going to put you in unfavorable positions, right? And they're blitzing more than they have ever done. Um, And they like to do it in those opportunistic moments. And they've been able to send their corners to blitz, especially in those condensed formations, which the 49ers run at the highest rate in the league. And, you know, interesting enough, Kyle Shanahan was asked about this, like, you know, why he prefers to run out of condensed formations. He likes the way that, you know it gives his receivers more room to work with is is kind of what he says but yeah yeah i mean th- they hit that, that out
0: route they have more space but that's you know? that's
1: going to be that's going to be the challenge because the chiefs the way that they're going to attack it is with blitzes so if you better have a hot route or just you know s- yeah. something <laughs> you better I mean, have an option
0: when when you when you play against like when you have a condensed offense right and you look at the defense It's going to be easier to see those spaces when you move them apart because everyone's so close together. So you'll be able to see the quarterback. It makes it basically easier for the quarterback to see those windows and those holes when that wide receiver makes that move against that defender. You'll be able to see, okay, well, where is that window at? Is it going to be at that second, that that first look or is the second look, you know? So, yeah, I mean, makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, and, and people, you know, kind of reiterating in, in the chat here, talking about Omenihu. that, yeah, Omenihu being out for the Chiefs is, is huge. I, I don't think, think a lot of people game. are talking about it. Exactly. So, I, if anything, I think it'll get the Chiefs blitzing even more against the 49ers because if they're not getting enough pressure with, you know, four or five guys or whatever – um. Then they might feel a little more inclined to, you know, bring in the blitz to you put to pressure on, on Purdy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Which, if the 49ers can get the ball out quickly and, and Brock Purdy can, you know, get the ball out of his receiver, then... It, it works in the 49ers' favor if that's the route they want to go. So, um, and just really quickly, like I did want to talk about Brock Purdy against the Blitz. Um, his numbers this season in the regular season have been good, not as good in the playoffs, um, but in the regular season, he was second in completion percentage against the Blitz, first in yards per attempt. Um, his touchdown interception ratio was first against the Blitz, passer rating was first, pass EPA. Uh, was first, but in uh, two playoff games, when blitzed, he has completed 56.5% of his passes, 7.9 yards per attempt. So the numbers have dipped, you know, against the blitz. So that's why also I think, you know, the Chiefs are going to feel probably comfortable uh, calling some against uh, Purdy.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it all season. There is a There was a point in the season where it was like, you know okay well he didn't do good against the blitz but it was just like far few in between generally against the blitz he's been he's been good so yeah you know i'm i, w- I you know i'm not like i i'm not like that worried about it yeah. i mean i'm and
1: more worried about chris jones right you know. and and i i think also because the 49ers have to expect that you know the blitz is coming i'm i'm sure they have a game plan uh you know to counter it For their offense. So we'll, we'll see what Kyle Shanahan cooks up, but another thing I wanted to point out. So look at, look at this chart, right? Uh, And shout out Sumer sports who, who put out this awesome big game breakdown. That's where I got a lot of these graphics. uh, So credit to them. Uh, But here you see the passing production of the 49ers of different air yards uh, and different parts of the field. And for the audio listeners, there's a lot of green. There's only two areas where, you know, the 49ers are in the negative of EPA. And it's in the pass passes to the middle and right uh, that are, you know, at the at the line pretty much so. They're pretty much good everywhere, but I also want to show the Chiefs' defense and what they're good against. So here you see a lot of red, some like neutral numbers. Let's just say you don't see too much green. Where you do see green, though, is in um, things behind the line of scrimmage. So within five yards behind the line of scrimmage uh, or at the line of scrimmage. Uh, That's it. So again, like this illustrates perfectly how the chiefs aren't giving up a lot of big plays, certainly nothing over the top. And again, like this shows that, okay, you can have the underneath stuff. That's pretty much what they have to give you. Um, And, you know, you you should just be comfortable uh, taking that. And when you have guys like Debo Samuel and George Kittle who have the most yards after the catch per reception, lean into it, you know, cuz you have the right guys who can make it work if if it's, you know, three air yards, who cares? I mean, you have guys who can make it a bigger play uh than it was originally.
0: Wow, look at that. Of course, four, 2 49ers and one Chiefs player. And Rashie Rice. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, so so that's the reason. Basically, long story short, why I feel like Brock Purdy, this is like the perfect game for him, actually, because I I don't feel like he's gonna have to do too much. He just has to put the ball in his playmakers' hands, and that's it. Like I think well, if I they stick to that, exactly. Mm-hmm. If they stick to that, I think it's gonna be a good day uh, for Brock Purdy. Um, but, again, like, there, there are some things I'm cautious about if they're unable to run the football, if they're unable to get into to those, you know, third and short situations, uh, for example. Yeah, but I
0: mean, running is going to be the biggest thing, I think, for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can't have a game where you have to rely on, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say that. But you can't have a game where you have to rely on Brock Purdy to win it. It, You know, he's a team player. So I think, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to be that biggest piece. But it's more about, you know, what kind of defenses are the Chiefs going to play? Are they going to play more of a a man defense or are they going to play more of a zone? I'm I'm interested to see, you know, which route they end up taking Um, because I think, you know they'll want to play man to kind of get Brock Purdy like rattled um just but at the same time i think that'll work out better for the for the 49ers if they do end up going man um just because their playmakers are better um, than the chiefs playmakers on defense
1: yeah and i'm i'm glad you you brought that up as well because you know here's a coverage breakdown of both you know teams the the chiefs have the most success in cover two and cover two man. Um, So again, if they stick to what they usually do, that's probably what the 49ers would see more of. The question is, do they veer away from that and, you know, maybe go into more zone looks and dropping more guys into coverage because, that's on tape too that the 49ers have or Brock Purdy has kind of like struggled with that um, a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs defense plans to attack the 49ers offense. But, you know, yeah. I, it's a wow, Super Bowl. That- I, 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 I imagine there's counter, like, you know, Kyle Shanahan has thought of all the counters, I would hope.
0: Yeah. I like that chart though. Um, The, the cover too um on there i think that's that's going to be that that's a big deal um you know wow i didn't realize that um they see cover 3 the most the the 49ers that's that's pretty crazy um okay. i guess that's why the drag you know works so well um or why they use it so much uh like when you have that mesh um play call that's interesting but i think cover 2 is what the chiefs are going to be running the most. And that's why I think those slants are going to be. um So that's the success rate. Like that's a good thing for the 49ers then they. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they ran cover two, they would, they would just be shooting themselves in the foot. So, and they never run cover three. Um which is what the 49ers see the most. Wow, that's really interesting. And it's kind of like what they're the worst at when it comes to EPA. So if the 40 if the if the Chiefs wanna play them, you know, well in terms of matchup, they'll want to run cover three, but they literally run the least amount of cover three in the whole league. Like that's crazy. Wow, this chart is really good.
1: Yeah. I just and- took a
0: screenshot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, seriously. So again, like Sumersports.com. Um, they have this awesome breakdown. It's so many pages, and it, it does this breakdown for both teams, um, offense and defense. So definitely check that out. I think you just have to like subscribe to their um, uh, sweet their breakdowns, and then it gets emailed to you. Uh, but yeah, along along these lines, Purdy's has faced some more man coverage this season. Uh, or when he has faced band coverage this season, small sample size, but he's eight of 12 for 145 yards, 12.1 yards per attempt and a touchdown. So again, yeah, it would play right into the 49ers hands if that's the route that they want to go in this case. Uh, Let's get into the cautious matchups. Now I want to start with uh, the 49ers offensive line against the Chiefs defensive line and I know you mentioned Chris Jones I want to start uh, with George Karlaftis actually um, in the playoffs he's really taken off like he has five uh, sorry 15 pressures two and a half sacks in the three playoff games the Chiefs have played uh, those are pretty good numbers so he's mm-hmm. definitely stepped up another guy that the 49ers have to account for um, Chris Jones is a beast, but for whatever reason, his production has dipped in the playoffs. In the regular season, he had an adjusted sack rate of six. That ranked first among interior defensive linemen in the playoffs. His adjusted sack rate has been 1.2. And just for reference, the league average for interior defensive linemen on adjusted sack rate is 2.2. Um and his pressure rate has also dropped from twenty one point three in the regular season to just eleven point six in the postseason. So I don't know if it's just like teams maybe accounting for him a little bit more, um, and maybe that could be why. But at the same time, you can't really assume that, you know, he, he's he's not going to have a good game in the Super Bowl, right?
0: You you know what he said? He said that that Carl um Carl. Damn, I'm not going to say his name right. Carlapses. They said that he is taking Chris Jones' stats. So, like, there were a Mm. couple plays where, like, you look at the film and Chris Jones, like, got the sack. And they gave him only half a sack. And they gave his boy another half a sack. And it was just, like... like,
1: literally taking his stats.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally, like, taking it. So, um, he might be playing a little bit better than, than what you think, um than, you know, like what's shown just because they're both there. They're both getting pressure. So, but I think, I think they run a a pretty interesting, um, you know, like style or scheme. You could say like I was watching some film, um, you know, in their last game and they would play some uneven looks where, you know, they would have um, like, let's say the center is here. They would have three defensive linemen on like basically one side and then one guy on the other side. And I think that may be a way that they're going to try to isolate McKivitz on the line. Um, if you have, you know, uh, uh, two guys on, on the left or right side of him and you kind of isolate him with um, Chris Jones, that might be, you know, a bad matchup for him. So you just want to watch out for those uneven looks. And then it also gives you um, gives them a better opportunity to kind of get stunts in um, and yeah, wrap around exactly. the outside. Um, When you have maybe one guy on one side, I feel he can kind of drop in and then the whole team, the whole offensive line kind of like goes over because there was only one guy there. And then that leaves that that one side open for them to kind of, you know, switch around and do that. So you just got to keep everybody stay home. Everybody stay in your lanes, Everybody (laughs) do your job. Don't overcompensate. Don't give up the the, you know, don't give up the edge. All right.
1: Right. Exactly. And. I wanted to highlight a tweet that Johnny Dells, who I've had on my channel before, um, he he mentioned this. Like he's noticed watching KC tape that they show a bunch of different looks, um, but kind of like how Kyle Shanahan does, he they kind of use it to gather information, right? And so they see how you play it, and then they kind of you know switch it up. And that's how they get some one-on-ones for Chris Jones. Uh, so that's something we could expect to see, I think, in this game as well. Again, like, you know, Spags is super creative, um, you know, with the way he, he runs this entire defense. So, yeah, I, I would expect the 49ers are going to see a lot of different exotic fronts uh, from this Chiefs team.
0: Yeah, no, that that's kind of cool. Somebody, damn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. Um maybe you try to try to get that running back to to concentrate on one side. Um then it kind of leaves uh maybe the other side wide open, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Um all right, more charts and this goes with my next cautious matchup. It is I- Isaiah Pacheco against the 49ers run defense because what we've seen the, from the 49ers run defense as of late has not been pretty. Uh, we know that as far as effort and questions about effort, I expect effort to be there. All right. But that's not everything uh, when it comes to these plays, you also have to have a good, you know, plan in place uh, for a lot of different things. And the 49ers have shown on tape that they're struggling with outside runs and so I'm expecting the Chiefs to to go for the outside runs in this one. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. opposing running backs going up against the 49ers have rushed 26 times for 180 yards. That is 6.9 yards per carry with two touchdowns on outside runs. That is just in the playoffs with the 49ers have given up on outside runs. So... They're a lot better on inside runs, uh, but the, again, like, I think the Chiefs are going to want to exploit that uh, against this 49ers defense and see uh, that they're going to want to test that right away.
0: So, um, you know, n- not that I disagree, but I think they do need to give effort. Like, okay, hold on. Oh, yeah. no, 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 let me rephrase me. that. That's not what I meant to say. They, You're right. They're going to give effort this game. But I think that means more than like the scheme that they use, because if it's outside runs, they need to step up and fill the gaps, fill the lanes. And what does that take? That's straight up effort right there. They need the safeties to step up. They need to fill the lanes and get to the outside to push Pacheco inside, because as soon as they get that outside lane, then there's nobody else there except the corner that's being blocked like yep. they have to f- get to the outside to push the play inside to their like the where everybody is you know that right. that's the number one like thing that they teach you on defense and like defense is more about heart than about scheme anyway uh, like especially when it comes to defending the run so i think it's a huge like about effort and and yeah dude like i was <laughs> i was like arguing with some someone today at work um about um about how much uh our boy needs to needs to step up um chase young yeah man so he was like oh chase young is one of my favorite players i'm like oh yeah well did you ask him about his uh you know no effort on that one toss to the outside where gibbs just like you know took over and we don't need to talk about that anymore but the point is They need to fill those lanes. They need to step up. They need to play smash mouth football if they want to be able to stop Pacheco. Because look at that against a light box. Like, he's horrible. Like, how's that even possible? It's because he's bouncing them to the outside.
1: Yeah. And and against heavy boxes. This Chiefs offense is different than it's been in years past. And like, they're leaning on the ground game more than they ever have, even more so in the playoffs. Um, in their three playoff games, Isaiah Pacheco's carried the ball 24, 15, and 24 times, um, even though in the regular season, he never had a game where he rushed over 20. <laughs> so they're they're definitely milking it in the playoffs. And so that's why I think it's even more important for the 49ers in this game, seeing as all, all these things that they showed on tape, like, Chiefs are going to try to do it. That to me, that's going to be their biggest game plan: is is run Isaiah Pacheco, run him to the outside. If you can stymie that, then I think you can stymie this Chiefs offense. The Chiefs are twelve and two this season when Isaiah Pacheco finishes with at least sixty scrimmage yards. Interesting enough, they're zero and three when he fails to reach that mark. So that's that's pretty big. Yeah, like I was, I was pretty surprised about that. But that that just goes to show you he's been a huge part of their success this season. Part of that has to do with the lack of, you know, real weapons for yeah. for the Chiefs aside from like Kelsey and you know Rice has come along for them. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Pacheco is how they're moving the football mostly, yeah.
0: and it's really how they gain momentum because it yeah. just seems like he's making plays when it matters the most. You know, and just, like... He's a like, tough runner. Yeah, and, like, you know, he, he really tears up that grass when when he's running. It's just... It's so funny to watch. And, like, the 49ers just need to stop it. Because he's just, like, so heavy-footed. Like, how's he able to get through? Like, once one guy is blocked, there should be another defender right there. Yeah. Um, they need a game seems like they're not getting there. They're not yeah. getting there. So...
1: When, one of the quotes from Kyle Shanahan was, like, if you're if you're waiting on the other guy or someone else to make the play, like you, I'm trying yeah, to find the quote. You're already right now, too late. Like, like, yeah. Like,
0: and I, that was directed at chase young. It had to have been, Yeah. Cause he was, let up when he thought that the dude was being tackled.
1: Yeah. It is true. Um, so it was whenever you're expecting someone else to make the tackle, bad things happen. Uh, that, I mean, that is, that is so true. Um, Yeah. And it doesn't hurt to gang tackle anyway, especially when you're playing someone like Pacheco. Even if you do think, you know, the guy in front of you has him, I mean, it doesn't hurt to just (laughs) for you to join in because a guy like Pacheco, he he doesn't go down easy. So um, definitely a huge, huge key for the 49ers to stop that man. And if you can stop him, then I think it goes – you know, a long way in stopping this chief's offense, including Patrick Mahomes and, and Kelsey. And I want to talk about those two now, because to me, that's another uh, cautious matchup for the 49ers. It's not just Mahomes on his own. It's not just Kelsey on his own. It's the two of them together. They're so good. And it just, they're just always in sync. It drives yeah. me nuts. It drives me nuts, you know, whenever I have to watch the 49ers play against them because it's frustrating, you know. Um, So I I just wanted to first talk about Mahomes really quick. uh, And I want to talk about how this offense has changed for them this year. All but five of Patrick Mahomes' passes uh, were of 10 yards or less uh, in the first two playoff games. And he averaged five point five nine air yards per attempt. Um, oh wait, sorry, that was against the Ravens. Sorry, uh, all but five passes were ten yards or less against the Ravens. Um, and he was averaging eight eight point oh five yards per attempt in the first two playoff games. Um, and th- that's kind of been the story for them all year, where like he's his average depth of target is is like i think the lowest it's been for him all year um but also yards after the catch is yes he's exactly randy he's number one in um yards after the catch and so that's kind of what their offense has become like you want to talk about <laughs> yeah you want to talk about dink and dunk that is it so it's kind of funny. We're having this conversation about like Purdy being some like game manager. Mahomes like it's kind of been managing <laughs> this season. Not to say that he isn't except like when it comes superstar, to superstar. Yeah, that that is true. Um, but yeah, other than that, like they they kind of are okay with short yardage plays in the past game. And and that's why they run the football too because they get a lot of chunk yards with that too. So to me that's that's the biggest key. Um Mahomes hasn't passed for more than 262 yards since week 15. Um and he's only thrown for 300 yards in one of his past 12 games. So the um, the thing about Mahomes is he takes care of the football though. Yeah.
0: I mean that's that, that's, that has to do with being able to read defense, too. and But I think Randy poses a good question.
1: Why is Kelsey always open? <laughs> and, the,
0: and the answer is because he's not bracketed enough. He's not double teamed enough. He doesn't have two sets. So? No, not at all. Because the defenses get cocky and they think that, okay, we can just put one guy on. There were so many plays, scramble plays, against the Baltimore Ravens. He had 11 catches you know how many of them well i don't know the i don't know the answer to this question my rhetorical question i'm about to ask you know how many of them it was single coverage just one guy following him around a lot of them a lot of them just just follow like following him around like they're a lost puppy because they're why is there only one and that's what happened against the jaguars when the chiefs played played them they only put one guy on kelsey and he tore them up because especially when you get to the scramble drill, all all they need, Mahomes just needs to look at Kelsey and it's like they know how this play is going to work out. You need more than one guy on him. Not enough teams are, are playing, you know, are, are double teaming him. Maybe when it comes to like him going out, like for routes, okay, we have a safety kind of, you know, paying attention to him, but the most like it's most common when they connect is like when the play breaks down, you know, Mm -hmm. or on curl routes and the curl route is like right in between the zone between two guys. So it's like, Oh, he was double covered. No, he wasn't. Okay. They're playing zone. He's not double covered. Like, come on. Anyway. Yeah. And,
1: and Kelsey's so good at finding, you know, the soft spots in the zone. He's so good at it. And, it it's like he's just doing whatever out there. Like I don't even know if there's any structure most of the time. That what he's doing is just like, just find the spot. And Mahomes is like, I will find you. <laughs> and he and he yeah. always does. Uh, and 49ers Throwback says the Bucks doubled him and it worked. Yeah. Um, See, I think it would work even more this year because you look at Who the else? other. Yeah. Exactly. Rasheed Rice. Maybe they activate Sky more in this game. I don't I don't know, but like those are guys who haven't really proven to be as impactful as Travis Kelsey has. I mean and,
0: yeah. If, yeah. If they have the, re- if they have to rely on you know Markel's Valdez scatling, then it's gonna be a good night for for the 49ers. Like yeah, he makes a you know, NVS makes a good catch when it matters, but it's just like he made like two in the whole game and like yeah, one of them was huge. But it's just like relying on him as a number one wide receiver is just not going to happen. So you have to double team. And like, I don't know how it's going to work. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I didn't come in here with a defensive game plan to explain how the 49ers are going to do this, but they just need to do it.
1: Yeah exactly (laughs) we we call the shots they just gotta execute yeah they just gotta listen Um, to the
0: pod and they'll be fine They'll you know they'll
1: get it yeah exactly um and and kelsey is also just a different guy in the playoffs he's averaging 7.7 receptions and 87.3 yards uh in each of these playoff games and he has three touchdowns in the playoff games as well this is a crazy stat too The Chiefs are 38 and 9 when Kelsey catches seven or more passes. He has not had fewer than 75 yards receiving in any of his past 12 postseason games. Um, And Mahomes' target, this was another nice nugget that Mahomes targets tight ends on 42% on early downs. And I want to talk about that really quickly because it isn't just about Kelsey. Like Noah Gray has gotten some involvement too. And he's kind of like this Kelsey light where it's like, okay, you're going to double Kelsey. Well, here's Noah gray and he can make, you know, play as well.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I wonder how much, you know, they're going to run 12 personnel
1: and have two tight ends out there. Yeah. yeah I also I mean, don't I'm know sure how, how the
0: 49ers are against 12 personnel, but.
1: um You know, I'm sure it's in the, in the breakdown. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, but if if you know if the 49ers can beat um, the Lions, who who do a lot of that, they they run a lot of heavy personnel. Yeah. Then it shouldn't sure. be an issue. Obviously, Kelsey is another level. Like Laporta is good, but like you look at Kelsey, obviously he's on another level. But at the same time, if they can if they can beat a heavy type of personnel like
1: they did against the Lions and
0: um, who that's their whole game plan, then then they should be okay.
1: So I I found the page on the Sumer Sports Breakdown. The dark red is the Chiefs personnel, and the lighter red is the 49ers personnel again. So if you're looking at EPA per play in 12 personnel, you know, the, the Chiefs are in the positive there, and the 49ers are in the negative. So make of that what you will. All right, now is the time for score predictions and final thoughts. I want to add some final thoughts here because I think it kind of brings uh, everything else home. Um, so I just I got a bunch of random stats that I think will help us come up with these score predictions. Opponents have scored a touchdown on one of 14 drives in the second half against the Chiefs. This season. They're a really good second half defense. On the other side, though, the Chiefs' offense has not been great in the second half, uh, especially in the postseason. Uh, They have scored a touchdown on just 20% of their second half possessions, and they're averaging 4.9 yards per play in the second half compared to 6.1 yards per play in the first half. So the chiefs kind of start off hot and I don't know if it's just like uh, halftime adjustments, like they can't really adjust to that. So I don't, I'm not really sure, but that's just something that I saw of the chiefs that they're not as good in at scoring in the second half, but their defense is also better in the second half. So those two might correlate as well, but I wanted to make sure um, that I brought that up in this one. Um, Another interesting stat, um, let's see here. This season, the Chiefs are 3-5 and when trailing by seven or more points outside of the first quarter, and two of the three wins that they've gotten uh, have come against Jake Browning and Aiden O'Connell. So make of that what you will. The 49ers haven't scored as few as 17 points since Week 18. And another nugget, 49ers are 15-1 and when Purdy, Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey play. So, I like those odds as well. Everyone's talking about Patrick Mahomes. I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Well, why can't you bet against a guy like brock purdy who still hasn't lost a game a playoff game that he started and finished and he's 15 and one with debo and and cmc like come on those are those are some pretty good numbers there yeah and i know just really quickly i know a lot of people were talking about the turnovers as well the turnover battle if the 49ers turn the ball over like that's not good it's like kind of obvious right but teams that have won the turnover battle in the Super Bowl have gone thirty nine and seven in the Super Bowl, and teams that have won the turnover battle by two or more are thirty and three in the Super Bowl. So all right, the, I just wanted to get all those thoughts out.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's good what are you, that's good what are you thinking? I, li- I like that that was at fifteen and one when when they played with CMC and Debo when that's crazy. That's like, it's not like, oh, they're 15 and 1 when, you know, CMC gets over 50 yards and Debo gets more than five touches. No, it's literally just playing with them. And they're 15 and he's 15 and 1. Like just having them on the field. Yeah. Like that's pretty that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's just having them around, buddy. Um, no, so like I was mentioning, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the X factor. Um for this game. It is hard to bet against Mahomes though, because it's just like ugh, do the refs want him to win? Like, come on, bro. Like, give this give these defensive players. Like, I don't want to see, you know, whack ass roughing the passer call, you know. Like, I don't want to see Andy Reid give the little scuff and then the refs throw the flag. I don't right. want to see that. I want this to be let them play. Oh, uh, yeah. I want these guys to just play the game. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be that it factor. He has to play well. Um, you know, I think Debo might go off. Uh, I'm not going to talk about my bets or anything. Right? I'm not going to talk about them. But I do have some rushing yards with the over. So um, I'm ready to get into I like
1: your prediction. I like it. So what's your, what's your oh. score? Oh, before prediction?
0: that, though, I think Purdy is going to have to run with his feet a little bit, too. So. I think Purdy's going to have to 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 sneak the ball up the middle a little bit um, when the Chiefs are kind of getting to the outside edges. So just keep that in mind. It's going not going to be some Jared Goff over one and a half, and I'm going to cry. So I think the over under is twelve. So <laughs> yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I think I uh, think he's definitely going to use his legs in this one, um, right, like ready. we saw against the Lions. Yeah, the my internet's starting to get laggy here. It's, it's like
0: a... we're, we just hit one hour, so let's.
1: Yeah, let's let's close it out. So my score prediction was 23-20, um, I believe. It's what I've been saying this week. Forty niners. I got I gotta go with the 49ers. Like I have to. What about yeah. you?
0: Um. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm going with the Niners, but I don't think it's gonna be some high scoring game. Um, I think yeah. defense is gonna have to play like a huge part, and I think it's gonna, dude. It's you're gonna think that I'm crazy, but I think it's gonna I think it's gonna come down to Jake Moody.
1: You know. Oh. Don't speak that into existence. No, but
0: I think he's gonna win it for them just because of like how the season has crazy. gone. That'd that be so would be crazy. crazy. I know. So that's why I think <laughs> um I think they're gonna win 17 to 20. 20 to 17.
1: Se- 20 to 17 on a game winner by Jake Moody. In
0: yeah. Final crazy. That would be crazy. I Even mean it, it,
1: Yeah, like you, you can't write a better like redemption story, right? Like that's the perfect redemption arc for him. So if he makes it, I, of course I'd be happy, but I just, I don't know if I can like watch the TV as, (laughs) you know, Um, but man, our, this is our last preview of the season. Lori, thank you so much for joining me uh, for these, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, And I know a lot of people were, you know, asking uh, about where they can find you. So for the last time, let, let the people know.
0: Dude, you guys, the most important place to find me on is Twitter. That's where I'm posting a lot of the videos. That's where I'm posting any of my comments, my opinions, things like that. Um, But I'm posting more videos on YouTube. I'm doing breakdowns. So anytime you guys want to see any breakdowns for players in college, um, in the NFL. Hey, how did, how do you think this guy did in the NFL this season? So I can kind of pull those, those tapes, um, you know, and kind of make some little, you know, five minute, seven minute NFL clips. I use the all 22 film. Um, I have a pretty cool telestration type of nice. software that I can use and uh, breaking it down. Um, so yeah, you guys can find me on YouTube. It's a uh, Ponytails talking pigskins. um You can find me. There's my name right there, Laurie Fitzpatrick. So just shoot me a follow, guys. I'm almost at 10,000. I'm at like 10,000 followers. I'm not even there yet. Come on, man.
1: You guys got to help me. Out. Yeah. I'm so close. Help Laurie get to 10K on Twitter. And I have to say, that's an elite channel name for your YouTube. So that's awesome. Get her some subscribers on there as well. Uh, but again, thank you, Lori. And thank thank you, all of you guys that have tuned in to these. They've been awesome. We put a lot of work into them. So glad you guys appreciate it. And uh, make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. Not, not just mine, but Lori's as well. And let's go Niners. I mean, I'm so pumped for this Super Bowl game. And hopefully, you know, I'm talking about a win after the game. I'll be going live later uh, night, Sunday night, so make sure you guys tune in to that. But for now, have a great Friday night, folks. Peace.